What's up, dude? What's up? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Is it loud enough? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. Am I? Yeah, it's great. Okay, cool. Uh, let me turn on my video. Okay. There he is. There I am. Here I am, finally. How are you? Good, man. How are you? Good. How's it feel to have no hair? Um, honestly, it feels like shit. Um, <laughs> wait, I, do you want me to start recording? I've got. My oh no, I said ready. feels, not looks. What? I said feel. How does it feel? Not how does it look? You said like shit, but I didn't say like. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I've heard it enough from my comments, dude. I don't need it from you too. <laughs> All right, we're off to a strong start. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you, are you recording? Uh, yeah, I will. Okay. One second. Okay. Sorry, I didn't know we were getting right into it like that. Jesus. Or was that just for you? That was just for your own personal pleasure. That wasn't actually. That was because I'm already recording. If it was if it was if this was just a conversation, then I don't think I would have been that mean to you. Okay. That's good. It does look bad though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Look, man. I was just I was just trying something out, okay? It's it's not I didn't think it was gonna look good. All right, everyone, everyone, everyone just everyone assumes I did this because they thought I would look real. They thought I thought it would look good. I knew yeah. it was gonna look goofy. All right. Sometimes you just want to fuck around. I totally get that. Sometimes you don't yeah. want to look good all the time. There you go. Like exactly. it's nice to you just be it. like I don't I, care. Obviously, you get it. I mean. <laughs> Hello, this is a message for all you audio listeners out there. Yes, you listening in your car right now or at the gym or on a date. <laughs> Why are you listening to a podcast on a date, weirdo? Turn it off and pay attention to your date. To everyone else, the audio listeners, I just want to say that I cherish you. I love you. And no matter how much I post on YouTube, just know that you always have a place in my heart. And in return, I want to ask one favor of you, and that is to go on Spotify right now and rate this show five stars, or on Apple as well. Rate it five stars, and just give a little a little blurb if you, if, you wouldn't, if you wouldn't mind. Just pop on there and say, hey, Code, you can call me that. I feel like we're friends. So, yeah, call me Code, and just say, I love the show, man. Appreciate what you're doing. And, um, and then all you got to do is text 30 of your friends and tell them to listen and do the same thing. That's it. That's all I'm asking. And in return, you get a little place in my heart. And I appreciate you very much. So know that and enjoy this episode. Thank you. Hey, how are you? It's me. It's Cody, your host. And uh, it is me. It's the real me. I'm wearing a shirt with my own name on it right now. C-O-D-Y it says right on the front of my shirt, just in case you had any doubts that it's not me. If you're looking at this right now, you're thinking, hey, that doesn't, I think that guy's an imposter. Think again, baby. 
And every time you think that throughout this episode, make sure you look at the shirt. Just to be reminded, oh, that is in fact him. So that's why I wore it. This is for you. It's not for me. Not only is it the real me, but it's just the real me. Nobody else in the room right now. You know, this is one of those ones where uh, I set everything up by myself because I had the chance to uh, jump on and talk to a friend, and I and I had to had to had to jump on it. I had to jump on the chance to jump on and talk to a friend, and we're gonna get it jumping. To be quite frank, um, today I'm speaking with Danny Gonzalez, a friend, a fellow YouTuber. You know, I I had him on the podcast a long time ago, five years ago, just like Jimmy, and uh, he actually came on with Drew Gooden, another friend and and uh, hilarious YouTuber. They're they're both hilarious together and separate. And so I had them on the podcast a long time ago. It was, it was a fan favorite episode. And, you know, in spinning this back up, I want to talk to people that I used to have on. And uh, he was one of those people. But also I saw on Instagram that he had recently finished his very first marathon. So I thought, you know, excuse me, it's the DC hitting. It's that afternoon DC. Nothing hit hits quite like it. God, I fucked that up, didn't I? That would have been so... Such a smooth way to say that nothing hits quite like it, but I I stuttered in the middle of it, and it just nothing hit hit nothing hits quite like it. So I do I do like a DC in the afternoon. Anyways, so Danny finished his first marathon. I saw it on Instagram, and I was like, oh my god, I would love to jump on and and talk to you about this. And he uh, he was away on vacation for a while, and now he's back. And so he said. I hit him back up. I said, you want to do it this week? And he said, yes, let's do it. And so uh, without further ado, my friend Danny Gonzalez. Can I use that what we just recorded anyways? <laughs> and then I'll just shift yeah. your footage? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Go. It'll be a good cold open. Like, the Didn't the last video we did together start with me being like, my dog died? <laughs> What's up, dude? How are you? Good. How about you? I'm good, man. What happened to your, what happened to Peanut? Uh, she got like, she got pancreatitis out of nowhere and ended up like we had to take her to like an er vet for like a, a week and she just like stopped eating and then she died oh i'm sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> thank you that's okay dude we know how to do an intro we really do we like to start off on a super dark note real yeah. just yeah bad vibes and then we what we do is we earn we earn the audience's attention back you know Right. Yeah. People are like, Jesus Christ. Their immediate reaction is to click off the video. Um, and then we got to kind of reel them back in. It's reel all about that journey. In. Yeah. And that's what true YouTubers do. Yeah. I think every time I listen to Mr. Beast on a podcast and he's giving advice for up and coming YouTubers, he's like, uh, the very first thing you should do is like, give the viewer every reason to click off the video, like exactly. suck all the energy out of the, out of the room. Well, that's why he starts every single one of his videos with, Fuck you. <laughs> or some super <laughs> offensive like joke or something. <laughs> something racist right off the bat. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> oh my hell? god. <laughs> but I am going to be giving away a million dollars at the end of this video. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> okay, you should have just started with that. that sounds way around. more entertaining. Yeah, I think I'll stick around to see that. <laughs> yeah, it must have just been a fluke what he said back there. The rest <laughs> of the video sounds like it's going to be funny. <laughs> So how was vacation? How you been? Um, it's been good, man. Um, honestly, uh, the beginning of it was a little rough. We literally like, so we ran our marathon on October 9th. And then on the 11th, we flew to Paris. So I had like 
a day for my body to try to recover. Yeah. And then it was like one of those vacations where you just walk around all day. <laughs> so my legs were just super sore for like probably like four or five days. There's a lot of stairs in Paris. Yeah, not to mention also like international travel, like the airports. Yeah. You know, it's always like your term your gate is like at the very end. And the international terminals are always so big. So you're right. like what just hobbling around. Yeah, I guess I didn't realize too how many people like fly in from other countries to do the Chicago Marathon too cuz there were a lot of other people I could tell that like ran the marathon at the airport mm-hmm. and they were all flying back to like other countries. So there were people like on our flight flying to Paris cuz they live there. And that just seems insane to me. I would I mean, I'm not good enough at running to consider like traveling to a different <laughs> country to do it there. <laughs> yeah, but like don't you think if you did another one, you you would kind of, like, you see the appeal in that? Like, it's a good excuse to go somewhere else. That's true. Because then it is kind of cool to do the race and then, like, fuck off. Like, you know, you did something really hard at the beginning, so now you can kind of just, like, eat and drink whatever you want for, you know, a little bit. Like, I'm, I'm going to Australia to, to do the Ironman in May. Oh, really? And, yeah. And Wait, what is an Ironman? That's, uh, it's a uh, 2.4 mile swim. 112 mile bike and then a marathon jeez but like i was like if i'm gonna do this i kind of want to go somewhere cool so that i can just just relax afterwards in like a cool place and make a vacation out of it yeah that does sound cool we were thinking about doing a um a half marathon in vegas there's one in like february that's at night and it's like down the strip um but it's on like a sunday so after you finish, there's like, it's not like the weekend after you finish. It's like Monday, the, d- the next day. So it's not like you can like <laughs> really have fun in Vegas. And you can't go out before either because then you'll feel like shit for the actual half marathon. Yeah. So, I mean, Vegas yeah. doesn't really stop though. Like you could, you could party yeah. in Vegas any night of the week. Yeah, that's probably true. It just depends like how sad you want to be while you're partying, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, congrats on your... um. Your huge long run, by the way. What oh, like thanks, an, man. was that a, an ultra marathon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's insane. I cannot imagine doing that. <laughs> yeah, it was hell. It was complete How, hell. Was it thirty-eight miles? Uh, yeah, yeah, about that. Thirty-seven, I think. Jeez. So how did you how did you feel though? Like how how long have you been running for? What mm-hmm. this is like the one of the main things I wanted to talk to you about, just because I want to like gear this podcast more towards that sort of stuff, just because yeah. I love it. Um. And so when I saw your post, I was like, oh, this is perfect. I didn't even know that you ran. I mean, I, I think I saw the one that you did for your half marathon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like we... that jump from half marathon to marathon is a lot. And so you really have to be into it if you make that jump. Because yeah. the difference between 13 miles and 26 is another fucking world. Well, see, okay, that's true. But you don't know that until you've made that jump. Like, yeah. I thought that... I kind of thought that because I trained for it, like doing a marathon now would kind of feel like how I felt doing a half marathon back then. Because it's like, you know, I trained up for it. This is the most I can run. Um, and it just, you know, it would just feel like running the most I could run. But this was definitely way more difficult. You're right. It's like kind of a crazy jump to make. Um, no, we, Laura and I both started running like at the beginning of the pandemic, I think in like March of 2020 something like that and like um I neither of us had ever done really any like 
athletics much. Like I did like swim team for one year in high school and that's it. And then like not really anything in college or um, after that. So like when we started running, I could run like a mile and a half at like an 11 minute pace. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of what I was working with to start. I mean, I was, I was the same way when I started running too. But yeah, it how was long weird because I, I was like a, you know, I was a D1 college athlete. So I did a, like a lot of strength training and stuff, but like running is its own thing, you know? Right. Yeah. Like I was not in shape at all when it came to running. And it really was like I couldn't even run half a mile without getting like debilitating shin splints. And it's really discouraging when you start because you're like, I don't understand. I see all these people jogging every morning. Like, how do they enjoy this? Like, I, it's just pain for me. And it's like, not. it doesn't even seem like it's possible. Yeah, I was, I guess I was pretty lucky that I didn't really get any, like, shin splints or anything until I started doing, like, longer than, like, 13 miles. So the whole time I was training for the half marathon, I don't think I had any, like, real injuries. I did, like, I mean, I would get, like, really tight and stuff, but it would only last, like, a couple of days, and then I'd be able to, like get back on it but so like after you started running how long did it take you to be like okay i'm gonna like make i'm gonna sign up for a race um i guess like so we started in like the beginning of 2020 and then um I, we just kind of did it like on and off because like it gets super cold here in the winter and we like stopped running from like november until uh probably like may honestly so we, I think we did that like 2020 and 2021. Like we just stopped running during the winter. Um, and I think that we ran a, I think like the first things we did were just like 5Ks. There's like a bunch of 5Ks around here all the time. So we just like did some of those um, and just like kept getting faster and faster with those. And then um, eventually you just kind of get bored going for like, three to five mile runs every day. And you're like, I wonder how far I could run. So then we just started like seeing like, can we add distance on every day? Um, so the first like longer race we ran was the half marathon, um, which was in May. And th is this something that you, like, did you feel any benefit in your life outside of running? Um, Like, I mean, like that running was causing, you know? Right. Yeah, definitely. I think, I feel like um, a lot of people say that well, so, okay, I don't actually know if it's a benefit. I feel like a lot of people say, like, I love working out. Like, I can tell when I haven't worked out because my, you know, I'm way more stressed and stuff. And, you know, until I go for a run or I, like, get in the gym and lift some weights and then I'm, like, I feel better. But I can't, I, I agree with that, but I can't tell if I, like, actually felt more stressed before I ever started running. Or if, like, okay. <laughs> it's kind of like... When people say you like develop a tolerance to drugs and then uh, eventually see, yeah. <laughs> you're never as happy as you are like you were before, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you might have been fine before yeah. and then you started running and now your body is like craving that. Yeah. And if you don't of, give it that, then you won't you won't feel good. Mm -hmm. I've sort of developed a dependency on on running, I think. Yeah. One of the things one of the things I've sort of noticed, like the harder the harder I train and the more workouts i do that are like really tough and just like mentally taxing is that it kind of makes everything else a little bit easier mm, yeah. i've noticed that we're taking a quick break to thank our sponsor tmg studios and before you say anything yes it's completely fine that my own production company sponsored my own podcast daddy's got to scratch his own back sometimes 
When you sign up for TMG Studios, you don't just get ad-free episodes of Insanely Chill, you get all of our shows ad-free. And with the Studios tier, you get access to hundreds of unfiltered bonus episodes from our other shows like Brooke and Connor and TMG. So go to tmgstudios.tv and sign up for TMG Studios tier to get access to ad-free and bonus episodes. Like that's that's something that's kind of cool is that like in day-to-day life, you know, shit goes wrong all the time. And, you know, it kind of makes it easier to deal with those issues because you're like, I was just in the most pain ever for like three hours straight. This doesn't seem that bad compared to that. You know, if I can do that, I can do this. Yeah, I will say like, um, I think it's definitely helped with like my confidence in the sense that like, I don't think that before before we started running at all, I don't think I ever would have thought that I could ever run like 10 miles. Yeah. Because I feel like to a person that doesn't run, that sounds like an insane amount to be like to just go out for a 10 mile run sounds like insane. I think that that's how it sounded to me before I started running. So the fact that I could do that and then do it again and then do six more on top of that is pretty crazy. I think one of the coolest things about like running is just like um, experiencing that feeling of like running a little farther every time and being like, I know that I couldn't do that before and now I can. That's like one of the coolest feelings. It is, right? It feels yeah. good to like feel yourself getting better at something. Yeah, for sure. Like you kind of lose that as an adult because outside of work, it's like, what do you really work on that you get better at like little by little? Right. That you see evidence of it, you know? I think that's so important to like, I don't know, stay motivated and just feel like you have a purpose Mm -hmm. yeah i mean there's other things there can be other things like if you like play an instrument or something and suddenly you can play like a new song that you couldn't before but who Um, play who like who really does that outside of i don't know man nerds (laughs) exactly no i just mean like losers i just mean like who you know i i feel like even people that play guitar or play piano or whatever it's like they're not practicing every day Mm mm-hmm you know, because they're tired with work and, or maybe they are, you know, but like, I think working out is one of those things that's just easier or I mean, at least running, it's like easier to get into. And then you have like a really like quantitative measure of yourself, like slowly progressing at something. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I, I like how quantitative it is. It's like, you literally have a numeric value of like how far I could run before and how far I can run now. Cause even with stuff like yeah, if you're like a photographer or an artist, like you can say like, "Oh, I like this painting better than the last one I did," but like is it is it actually like objectively better? Yeah. That's hard to say. Yeah. But yeah. So, I w- I will say that like um it does make me kind of nervous cuz um and I don't know if you'll feel this way too, but like I do know that like eventually I'm going to stop being able to run farther either because like, that's just the limit of my body or like, I'm going to get older and then, and then it's going to be this progression of me like getting slower (laughs) and being able to run less far. And that's just, I feel like that's really going to crush my spirit. (laughs) Yeah. That's going to be tough when that happens. Yeah, for sure. Cause I mean, like that's, that's kind of like, I, I just, I like, you know, the reason why I signed up for the the ultra is because I was just like in a really bad rut and I just felt like I was just getting worse and dumber and just like in mm-hmm. worse shape every day. And just, it just like felt like I was on this decline of just getting worse at everything. 
And yeah, that's a really bad feeling. <laughs> yeah. But I kind of feel like you can always find that thing that you can strive for. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I, uh, I definitely do think it's helped me. Now, the more I'm thinking about it, I feel like I, ha- I hadn't really thought about it until you asked that question. But it's kind of like, um, you know how people say, like, if you wake up every morning and make your bed, it, like, starts your day off yeah. on the right trajectory? I feel yeah. like it's like that. It's like, if I go for a run in the morning, I'm, like, already set on, like, I'm having a productive day. Yeah. And it's easy. It also gives me time to think about while I'm running. Like, what am I going to do today? I get on the right path. I, like, already feel like I'm getting shit done from the moment I wake up so that's yeah. yeah that's good how was how long was your furthest run before the full marathon um and what I was did, training like yeah i did like 22 miles okay. before the marathon yeah but it was a struggle honestly all of my runs past like 18 miles where i like i had to walk a little bit on my practice runs so i was like i hope when i get to the actual marathon i can actually do this because the yeah the runs did not go as well um we were both doing a training plan i think it was called the hal higdon method do you know about marathon training methods okay well i I think that's what it was called where'd you find it uh laura found it actually i think she just googled it i think hal higdon is some guy who really knows how to train for marathons i guess (laughs) um yeah, he Never loves training for them, me. He, <laughs> he's really good at training for them. <laughs> he's really good at getting like really close. And then he's like, yeah, and you could probably run one after that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think his that training plan said to only go up to 20. And then you have like two weeks to taper down. Um, but I got there a little bit early. So I was like, I, I got to 20 like three weeks early. So I was like, next week, I'll just do 22 and then I'll taper down. Yeah. Um, I think that the training, I, okay, me and, me and Laura right now, I feel like sound like we're like gamblers, like heavy gamblers, because the, we, we keep saying like, I can do it better next time. If we just, if you just give me like one more chance, <laughs> I could do it better. Uh, cause I feel like we did not take the training as seriously as we should have. And so we kind of want to do another one to just like, see what we can do if we like actually do all the runs. I, I think this is, my sister was telling me this. Because I, I feel the same way. I'm like, oh, man, I, even if I miss one workout, I feel really bad. And I'm like, I'm not mm-hmm. taking this seriously enough. But she was like, every single training plan is designed so that because they know that you'll miss workouts. Yeah. So even if you're just even if you're doing like 75 percent of them, you're probably taking it as seriously as anyone else is. But I agree. Yeah. I kind of I kind of. I kind of also like like throwing yourself into something like 100 percent. Yeah, I I um. I don't know if I even met the 75% though. I think it was more like 50%, honestly. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got, well, I got like a flu for like two or three weeks, what felt like in the middle of the training. And it was like, as it was like when the mileage was going from like 10 miles, which I could run to like 15 miles uh, per run, which I had never done before. It was like during that period. So at once I got over the like, being sick, I had to like immediately ramp up to like more miles than I'd ever done before. And I think that kind of screwed me over. Yeah. Yeah. And then also like the plan, I feel like a lot of plans are probably like this where you have like one long run a week 
mm-hmm. and then and then it's like a couple little short ones during the week. Mm-hmm. And I got in this mode of being like, uh, I just ran 15 miles. The three mile runs probably not gonna make that much of a difference. <laughs> like it's really the long ones that are important. So I would do maybe like one short run a week okay. when the plan had me doing like three. Um, and I definitely think that was to my detriment. I think I should have been building up my weekly <laughs> mileage for sure. So what was your weekly mileage? What was your like maximum weekly mileage before you did the race? I don't know. Let me. I, I could probably look on my Strava and see. And what was your time? My time was like 427. Nice. Yeah. Um, thank you for saying that. Uh, my, okay. I think the most that I ran in a week before the marathon was 40 miles. Um, that's like a four, shit between, between 30 and 40. So that was like the 20 mile long run or the 22 mile long run. And then, and yeah. then like 18 miles. Yeah. On top but of it that. was like, I mean, it was kind of all over the place. Yeah. yeah, yeah as you yeah. can see there. Yeah. This is since then. I have not run much since then. <laughs> <laughs> Did a lot of walking though. That's true. I should have recorded that on Strava. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. During the marathon, I like, uh, I definitely made. Okay, so it's the training didn't go as well, and also I think the actual marathon didn't go as well as it could have because that's that's why like I keep being like I could do it better if I just did another one. So why? Um, what did it feel like? So I was pro- I probably should have tried to run at like a. 930 945 pace um but when i started after like three miles maybe i found myself running next to a four hour pacer which is like a not like a 910 pace i think and i was like holy shit i'm running with this guy and i just kept on running and like i did the first whole like half marathon with him just running next to him and i was like this I didn't think it'd feel this easy. Like, wow, I'm really keeping up with this guy. This is such a comfortable pace. And then, like, between, like, miles, like, 14 and 16, that changed. It changed so fast. My body was like, you cannot do this any longer. This pace is not for you. You are way out of your depth. Um, And so then I slowed down big time. That's why... I said like the jump from half marathon to marathon is so intense because there there is that wall and that yeah. lives like it lives like anywhere from 10 miles to 15. And when you hit it, it it's like your body flicks a switch and it goes from like, oh, this feels fine to like, I want this to end and I want to die. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I felt that like during practice runs too, it was always like same between between mile like 16 maybe 17 and I would just, yeah, hit a wall and it'd be like, this is like, you're not, if you don't do like running or any like type of athletic stuff before, you don't know what it feels like for your body to just like, be like, I am actually exhausted. Like (laughs) I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) I cannot go on. It's like everything is tell. It's like your body's trying to give you as many signs as it can. So it's like, you're not, not only only your brain being like, you're tired, but it's also like pains just in your knees and feet and just like areas of your body that you've never felt pain before. And you're like, what's hap? Why my back, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I actually did stop to walk at one point. I I picked up some water at one of the stations and I was like, I just got to walk for five minutes and it hurt more to walk than it did to run. I was like, Oh (laughs) fuck, this feels awful. (laughs) I guess I just had to keep running. 
<laughs> your body's like stop and then you stop and you're like what are you what are you doing keep going yeah yeah don't do that either it's like <laughs> don't it just stop. wanted it just stop wanted stopping. to die i think i stop just stopping. like yeah stop stopping stop going what are you doing <laughs> stop don't running stop at going. once and definitely don't walk <laughs> like what do you want from me <laughs> so it was it was definitely a learning experience it was super cool though i mean like i'm so happy that i did it it's like it's an incredible like accomplishment i feel very accomplished from doing it but Definitely, I feel motivated to do another one because I feel like I could, I've learned so much, I could do it better. Do you feel like this is one of those things that before you thought you would never do and now it's cool to say that you've done it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I, I mean, even when we started running, it like wasn't with the intention to do races. It was kind of just because it was COVID and we couldn't go to our gym anymore um, and we wanted to do like some kind of exercise. So we would just go out and run. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it is crazy to go from being able to run like one mile to running 26. It's like it does feel like a huge accomplishment. And does it make you think about like other things that you want to does it like give you, I don't know, confidence in, mm-hmm. I guess, like, yeah, you're thinking about achieving other things like down the line. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think so. I don't know. Like, I don't think I'd ever do, at least not right now. I don't, I don't really have like a desire to do anything longer than a marathon, but I could see myself doing other stuff. I mean, like the, the thing, the Ironman, is that, that's what you're training for right now? That sounds pretty cool. Or some kind of like, you know, like triathlon is, is the Ironman considered a triathlon or are those different? Okay. Yeah. 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 That sounds sick. Yeah. Don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) I think no, I it, watched... it is cool. It's just like a lot of shit that you got to deal with. Like just bite, like cycling alone. It's just like infinite yeah. gear and things you got to like crank and turn. And it's just, you know, it's a yeah, lot. that's crazy. That's like, um, I feel like that's one of the only endurance sports where you like need to buy a bunch of gear for it. Like running, you yeah. just need shoes. Yeah. swimming you could i mean you could be naked honestly to swim you don't need <laughs> yeah. anything yeah goggles probably yeah um but yeah biking is like you're on this contraption and you just have to yeah make sure it's all fine-tuned or whatever but it's cool it's cool just because an iron man is always like one of those things that um you know i guess i i saw my parents do them and i was always like holy fuck this is this is a really crazy achievement but you know, you don't realize you don't you're not like fully convinced that you can do it until you start training for it. And then you're like, oh, this is like anything else, you know. And I think yeah. that's why I like this stuff so much and why I respond, why I like respond to running and like physical achievements like this is that it's kind of like a. It's like an easy way to digest that you really can do anything, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. And I like, I hope that, um, I mean, I think it's great that you're doing that, that channel, your training channel and stuff. Yeah. And, Cause I feel like a lot of people, cause Laura was kind of like this too. I always like, um, she never like ran or anything, even like in high school when they had to run the mile, like Laura would not run it. Um, so she like had, didn't have any like confidence that she could like run at all. Um, and I think that it's really important that like, people understand like you, you actually can, like I couldn't, I could not run before. Um, and Laura couldn't either. And now we just ran a marathon. Like you can, I feel like the, the first like couple steps are pretty discouraging, like going from not being able to run a mile 
Because I feel like a lot of adult, like if you don't do any like physical activity, a lot of adults probably couldn't run a mile. So going from that to like your first 5K is, is probably pretty difficult. But like once you do that, you'll realize like it's actually, you know, doable. You can just like take it one step at a time. Just run a little farther every time. You can run. Yeah. A, yes. Yeah. A 5K, exactly. a half marathon. Yeah. Yeah, it always frustrates me a little bit when people are like, oh, I can't, I couldn't, I could never do that. Yeah. I hate that because it's like, that extends into like other parts of your life, I feel like. Like when you just kind of put a cap on what you can do, even in mm -hmm. one thing. Oh, I can never, I could never do that. It's like, you're, no, you definitely could. And like, what else do you think? You know, right. In terms of like your level of, you know, potential. I feel like you're like capping that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like what a lot of people think when they say that is like, I can't, I can't do it right now. And I also can't even come close to it. So I probably could never like, as if like some people start off being able to run like 20 miles yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they just have to train to like 26. Yeah. It is like a daunting like process, but, um, yeah, I think that's what's, I think that's what's so cool about it because like anything that's really worth achieving, like even like when you started your YouTube channel, you weren't thinking like, I'm going to hit 5 million subscribers. You were just like, no, that happened on day one. <laughs> oh, that's right. That was yeah. my very first video. That's right. No, you started at 10 million and you've only been losing subscribers. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mr. Beast actually gave me one of his side channels. Yeah. And I've just I forgot you used to be Mr. <laughs> Mr. Beast Espanol. <laughs> And eventually, like yeah. gradually, and all then, of his subscribers have been like, "What the fuck?" or whatever, yeah, or whatever that just, is in Spanish. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> <Gay? laughs> That's all your comments. Okay. <laughs> Don't they, Mister Beast? <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? Uh, no, I think it's all the racist things I've been saying at the start of this. <laughs> video. Yeah, that might be it too. <laughs> Damn. Wait, so uh, how how long have you been like running for? Like when did you run your first marathon? So when I when I graduated college and that's when I moved to Silicon Valley and I was living in Palo Alto and that was like when I also retired from diving. So I did diving for twelve years. So like for twelve years I had, you know, training plans and coaches and there's like this regimented, structured way to stay in shape and then I went from that to nothing and just basically was like out in the real world and had to figure out how to stay in shape because I could feel myself like I was eating like I was an athlete but not training right. at all and I could kind of feel and just like sitting at a computer coding all day so I just yeah. could like feel myself just getting more out of shape and and but at that point I was like I can't run I just have tried I know I get shin splints it's just not fun it's not uh I just didn't understand it at all but I was like it is the easiest thing for me to like for me it's like I want simplicity so mm -hmm. like a training plan, even even like a weight planning, uh, a weight training weight plan. Weight planning train. No, you were right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> even that, it's like intimidating to me because I got to go find one. And then I'm like, you know, I get paralysis by whatever. Mm -hmm. Possibly. What, what's that? What's that phrase? Analysis Decision? paralysis. Analysis paralysis. Because I'm like, I want to find the right one. And then I'm like researching every every form of weightlifting ever. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, I should just be going to the gym and doing something, you know? And mm -hmm. running was the easiest thing because it's like you just go outside and start. Just go. 
Yeah. And so I, I think my dad helped me like kind of get to that first 5k length. And it was just because it was just by like going out and doing as much as I could. I would get shin splints. I would kind of walk and stretch until they were gone. And then I'd go a little bit longer. And I, like I said, I would start out running half a mile to a mile and get home and uh, sort of kind of feel good about it, but also feel like a failure. And yeah. then, you know, you just keep doing it. Just every day or two, show up, keep going. And then, you know, I just eventually got better. And then uh, and then I did a half marathon with him. That probably took me like, you know, it probably took me like six months to train for that. And then mm-hmm. probably a year after that, I did my first marathon. Okay. I mean, like, so, how yeah. did how did you feel like your first like half marathon and marathon went? Like, was it is was it similar to my experience, or were you like that was pretty much like how I thought it was gonna be? I trained my ass off for mm. the for my first marathon. Smart. Like, I was doing a lot of, I was like really because I had nothing else to do. I lived. Mm. I was the only like I didn't have any friends. Like the only people I knew were the people I worked with. Mm-hmm. And That's why didn't. you're training so much now, too. I can tell. I've never had friends, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't back then, and I still don't. Yeah. No, but back then it was like really that was I was like isolated. Like that mm-hmm. was a unique point in my life because everyone I knew from college that I was friends with either went to New York or they went to Seattle. Nobody moved to Silicon Valley. Like, why would you? That's so, kind of surprising. I feel like if you. Like you went to school for computer science and no one else went to like the hub for software engineers. I wasn't really friends with other software engineers. Mm, okay. And the people I did know like got a job in San Francisco. Okay. So I really didn't have anybody to hang out with. And the only thing I had to do after work was go to the gym and just get on the treadmill. And so my dad wrote me this really intense training plan and I followed it like to a T and got like super fast and i think my first marathon was th- i did it in 340 343 i think damn that's crazy and uh i remember my first one i live tweeted the whole thing actually <laughs> you did yeah if you go <laughs> if you go back on my twitter uh i don't know back to 20 i don't even know when it was but um yeah the whole time i had my phone out and i was tweeting how i felt <laughs> um damn and it's i mean it sucked like it's trying to hold a pace because you know you on race day you have that uh, like a little bit of adrenaline you're kind of like feeding off yeah. the energy of everyone else being there and so you mm-hmm. do you start out like a little bit too fast a little bit faster than you would if you were just on your own like doing a practice run and then yeah man just I trying the to first, hold like, that whole half marathon faster than i should have just because i was like so energized what did the did the pate was the pace guy like wearing anything like they sometimes wear like bunny ears or like a costume no no, he's no, he just seemed like a really cool guy. He was like he was kind of like jacked too. You usually think of runners as being like thin guys. Yeah. But he was he had like long hair that was flowing back and I we could we were like opposites in every way. He was like tan with like long hair. I had just shaved my head. It, like me like chasing him literally felt like a metaphor for like life. I was like I you're like <laughs> superior to me in every way. <laughs> Come back. So those few miles him, where he slowly drifted take- away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like having you're like rethinking every choice you've ever made. <laughs> yeah. Seeing what was him I drift even thinking off? to think I could run with that guy? Yeah. Stupid so stupid. Yeah. That's really funny. 
Yeah. No, so, he wasn't wearing anything that cool. He just was cool. You must be able to run super fast. Like he must be able to fin- like you know finish a marathon way faster than four hours in order to just guarantee that he will make that pace the whole time. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, how if if we just let you loose, how fast would you do this? <laughs> we just took the took the reins off you. Took the uh, yeah, there go. was sort of like a ball and chain on his ankle. If we just <laughs> if we undid that, how fast would you go, man? With a thirty pound weight. <laughs> yeah. That dude could hold the world record, but he just gets roped into volunteering to be a pacer every time. <laughs> so how many people did the race? That's a big-ass race, right? Yeah, it was huge. It was like, um, I think they said almost 50,000 people there. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And the uh, the the American women, woman were record was broken there. I think she was really? like two, 218 or something like that. Wow, that was Laura? Yeah, that, oh yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> that was Laura, yeah. She's really fast. <laughs> oh, holy shit. Yeah. Wow, congrats. I, uh, so- she, she took the training a lot more serious than me, <laughs> needless to say. How was, how was Italy? How was the wedding and how was everything? Um, it was awesome. I mean, like, uh, so we, uh, we met up with Curtis and Jenna. They were like, they were already on their like Europe trip. So we were like meeting them kind of a quarter of the way through it. Cause they were in like London before that, but we met mm-hmm. them in Paris and then we went, we did Paris and then Nice in France. And then, uh, how sick is Nice? It's so pretty. It was beautiful. It was really cool. Um, we stayed in this like little Airbnb apartment, just like right by like what seemed like the main area for like going out and like bars and stuff. Um, so have you been there before? Yeah. It's, I can't really tell, like, it seemed like we were right in the middle of all the action, but it's kind of like a, there's like a bigger town around it where there's more stuff going on. So I don't know. Like, do you know where you stayed? Uh, we were on a yacht. (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) we were, I mean, it it was, never mind. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm not lying. I wish I wish there was like a less douchey way to say that. Yeah. (laughs) But there really isn't. You can't you can't say that in a normal way. You were staying on a yacht? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. So I think Nice is where we boarded the yacht and then we were just kind of staying on the high seas, I guess. Wow. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, we didn't get a chance to check that out, but we were sort of, <laughs> we went to a bar called Wayne's that was pretty cool. <laughs> this is cool. Similar yeah. vibe? Kind of yacht Yeah, kind similar of vibe. similar vibe, yeah. There was yeah. Wa- there was some water on the ground. <laughs> it was similar. <laughs> so, we did that and then um Curtis and Jenna got married uh in like uh near Florence. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, which was, which is also like super pretty area. And then, uh, we went to kind of like, I don't think it was the Amalfi coast, but I think it was like near it in Italy, like Southern Italy. Yeah. Yeah. It was sick. I haven't, um, Laura's never been to Europe and I hadn't been since like, I was like a little kid. Um, so it was cool. It was really cool. We don't like travel that much. And especially like since the pandemic, we haven't been anywhere outside the country. So that was your first trip. Like first real trip, um, since the since the pandemic, yeah, 
Um, yeah, yeah, we haven't, we've only been to, like, other places in the U.S., I think, since the pandemic, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Europe's just so unique. I know, it kind of, so, it kind of made me want to move there, but then also when I got home, I was like, no, I do kind of fuck with the U.S. Yeah, a little bit yeah. in some ways, <laughs> like, but maybe it's just because I was traveling, because, like, the things that I missed were, like, coming back and, like, getting in my car and driving to Starbucks and like knowing where it is and going through the drive through and then g- driving home and like knowing what I'm going to eat every day. I feel like when you travel, like unless you have it super planned out every day is kind of like, okay, now we got to find a new restaurant to like eat at and I yeah, have yeah. to like figure out what I'm going to eat. Um, so maybe if I actually live there and like had a sense of a schedule, I would like it because it's so pretty. All their cities are like way, well, I don't know if they're prettier than US cities, but they're definitely different. Like Paris is like a huge city and there's not really like skyscrapers. It's just like every building is like the same beautiful building. And yeah. It's kind of the most American thing ever that you said you miss getting in your car and going to the drive-thru. Hell yeah, bro. I'm American through and through like that. Just the simple things, you know? I miss coming home, going to Starbucks, and shooting my gun. <laughs> At Starbucks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, my coffee's not, you know, on time. <clears throat> I'll have a... Uh... <laughs> I'll have a hazelnut a latte. Chai latte. <laughs> <laughs> and stack. Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I miss doing that. And what else is new? How's, what how's else YouTube? is now? How's life? How's your job? Um, I mean, job well, actually, you know what? Creator. Since since last time I talked to you, I have another dog now too. Okay. I have two dogs, and they're both. Do you really? Dogs. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Why'd you get a second one? <laughs> oh man! <laughs> what? <laughs> the other one died. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, no, the last it time. Did, okay, it, it did. Die. Okay. No. <laughs> okay. She didn't. Sorry, not it. Okay. So okay. It's still alive. Okay. Good. Um, yeah, no, we have two dogs now. Um, we fought, we were fostering him and then we just decided to keep him. His name is Zero. Zero? He's very cute, yeah. Wh- who named him Zero? His name is Zero because of the <laughs> dog mean. in... What? It's kind of mean, isn't it? Everyone keeps saying that. We didn't think it would be so mean when we named him. It's na- he's named after the dog in Nightmare Before Christmas, the little ghost dog. His name is Zero. Oh, okay. Yeah. But we do sometimes, like, say that his his middle name is Thoughts, because he is kind <laughs> of like a little ditz. Oh, okay. T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S. Yeah. <laughs> no, not like Zero Thoughts, <laughs> like, like Zero like, Bitches. You little thought? <laughs> zero, yeah, Zero Thoughts, exactly. Yeah. This man gets no thoughts, dude. No bitches. Yeah. Um, he doesn't, to be fair. I mean, he's a dog, so. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah. yeah, zero, zero to me is like, kind of like naming your dog L. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it'd be, okay, it's like the same as naming him L after like 11 in Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, he's he is named after a character, but it also is kind of a mean name to just be like, this is my dog L. This dog's yeah. a walking L. Yeah. <laughs> And do your dogs are they like cool together? They like yeah, them? they get they get along really great. Um, the the new dog is uh, an Australian Shepherd, and so he's like insanely energetic, um, which does kind of drive the other dog crazy because yeah. she's a little more chill. 
Um, but they do play a lot. It's just he wants to play a lot more than she does. Gotcha. You know? Other than that, things things are going good with the videos and stuff. I mean, like, I feel like uh, I've been trying to make a little bit less of, like, just straightforward commentary videos and trying to put a little more, like, spin on it. Just because, like, I don't know if you ever feel this way, but just, like, s- sitting at a desk and, like, recording kind of the same video over and over gets a little tiresome sometimes. No. No, not at oh, all. Okay, no, you love it. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I yeah, love it. Mean, dude, I could watch the button every single day for the rest of my life, and die a I mean, happy man. I could tell you. You get into that thing. You, <laughs> I you love, love that show. That show. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, are you uh, like no, an executive no. pro- producer on that show at this point? No. Like, do you? <laughs> this is just you pro- like promoting your own show. <laughs> what? Guys, no? this episode of the button is crazy. Yeah, yeah I actually own cut. I own that whole production company, and this yeah. is just guerrilla marketing. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's working. One of these days, I'm going to check out the actual show, but <laughs> not today. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do feel you, though. I I absolutely am plagued with that feeling constantly because, because it's just like anything that I do, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know, you still get a bajillion views on every every video, but for me, it's like, I do the same old thing that I used to do and I just don't get the same traction. So then to me, I'm like, oh, mm. it is kind of like losing its its luster a little bit and it, it does feel it does feel stale. Like that's part of the reason why I started the new Cody Trains channel and everything. It's just like do something else. Yeah. And so like, I mean, you have like so much going on too. You're, you have like eight podcasts or something. Like, you, yeah. You have a lot going on outside your main channel too. I love having as many podcasts as I possibly can. Yeah. That's, I was going to ask. I was going to ask, like, what your uh, reason for bringing back this podcast is. Is it just because, like, you were kind of, like, looking for something else to do? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I was thinking, I was thinking I just, like, want to make more content, um, you know, in this sort of direction in terms terms of the things that, like, I'm interested in and doing in real life, like Mm -hmm. training and, I don't know, in business, too. Like, I wanted to gear this podcast um, more towards that stuff because it's what I'm it's what I'm doing day to day, you know, like yeah. running Team G Studios and and, uh, you know, me and Noel are doing a lot of business stuff. So it's just it's what I'm listening to all the time. So it's just cool to make stuff in that same sort of vein. And this is kind of like an avenue like with with TMG. It's like, you know, we have we have content that we kind of stick to in terms of, you know, what we talk about and things like that. And so mm-hmm. this is kind of like, I don't know, another sort of outlet, I guess. Yeah. So it just felt like kind of natural. It just felt like I like new things and I like new challenges and just like starting something from scratch. I yeah, I honestly like I think that's super important. It's kind of like what I was saying before. It's like it's super important to be like passionate about what you're doing. Like I feel like that's made me want to like make other types of videos and um mm. I think that you're like audiences can definitely tell when you're excited about what you're making and when you're not like because yeah. you just naturally put more effort into it you naturally like make more creative decisions when you're passionate about what you're doing so yeah I like if it's I can definitely tell that you're like passionate about all the training stuff I think that that's like really showing through um in your actual content so it oh, makes sense yeah. that you'd be you be doing dude. that yeah for thank sure. you man appreciate that the ghost video was great. The ghost hunting video. Thank you, dude. Yeah, that was super fun to shoot. I was like, I mean, that was kind of like a bucket list thing. What? 
just like staying at a haunted place. Like, have yeah. you ever like wanted or have you ever done that? I've never done it, but I know how big the genre is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Just Sam and Colby and that whole section of YouTube that is just like over dramatized video videos of like haunted shit. Yeah. Um, and so I thought it was just like the perfect concept, like kind of debunking that and just like painting it in like a normal light. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's like something that like I've always wondered cause I, I used to watch like a little bit of ghost hunters with my dad, um, in high school and like, I don't particularly believe in ghosts. So when I see stuff like that, I'm like, I wonder, I like, I wonder how much truth there is to stuff like that. Like is, are they actually scared are they actually like experiencing stuff or are they just like straight up making it all up yeah and i was also kind of curious like because i don't really believe in ghosts like if i were to go to a place that is supposedly very haunted like would i be scared or because it's easy to say like oh i wouldn't be scared because i'm not like i don't believe in ghosts but when you're actually there and you're like in the dark in a bed in a hotel room that you've never been to before um it's kind of hard not to be yeah. And so you you were a little bit scared? Yeah, definitely. Um I like the whole time I was so I was with my um editor Jake most of the time. Mm-hmm. He shot it. Um but I so the the hotel had like haunted rooms and then non-haunted rooms. So I got Jake a non-haunted room. I was like I cannot ethically <laughs> oh, that's nice of you. I cannot ethically force my employee to stay in a haunted <laughs> yeah, yeah. room. Um and so like Around, like, 1 or whenever he went to bed, um, I just had to, like, get ready for bed alone in my room. And it was, like, the first time I'd been alone in the room the whole day. Um, So I, like, had a podcast on and was just, like, blasting it because I was like, if there's noises, I don't want to hear them. I'm just going to kind of be looking at it while I'm brushing my teeth and, like, walking around. I forget if it made it in the final cut of the video, but I think there's a shot of me actually like going to turn off the light and I like have the podcast like in my hand as I'm like walking to turn it off. I was just trying to like distract myself. Yeah, but yeah, it's, yourself. I'm not it's scared. Scary. I'm yeah. not scared. <laughs> ghost feared off ghost feed on fear and I'm not scared. <laughs> Sorry, losers. Uh but yeah, it was scary. So sure. it was. It was, but not because anything happened. It's just like yeah, just like that you'd convince yourself. I'm scared of the dark. Like, I'm yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. If I was in like my own basement in the dark, I'd probably be a little scared too, especially yeah. if you told me there was a ghost down there. Yeah, true. Yeah, this is the most haunted basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun. So you have other videos planned like that where you're, you know, you're going to do more than just like sitting at your desk? I have some, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's kind of similar to, like, I saw you did the ukulele video and, like, the metaverse video. Just stuff like that where it's more, like, experiencing something. And, and like, I like commenting on it on the same t- at the same time. Like, the ghost video is kind of like a commentary video yeah, yeah, disguised yeah. as, like, a story arc or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I feel like that's a good a good mix. So I just have more ideas like that. So no, what's what's your process now? I'm curious, just because we make the same sort of videos. Like, how much planning now are you putting into these sort of like higher concept videos? Because, mm-hmm. and, and what does your staff look like? I guess is it just you and your editor? Um, so I have an editor, Jake, and a writer, Robert. Um, we <clears throat> so Jake pretty much edits everything now. Um, for stuff that's like really like kind of different like the ghost video we kind of like sent the project file back and forth and like 
would each do a pass and stuff like that. Um, but for stuff like the video I just posted, like the trying bad games video, he just like edited that whole thing while I was in Europe, which was like insanely helpful. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Robert, he helps, he, he pitches ideas for videos, which is super <clears throat> helpful. Cause I feel like the thing, like most creators I feel like complain about is just being out of ideas and like constantly yeah. scraping the bottom of the barrel. So just having like one other person that's also looking is like super helpful. Um, and then he helps write ideas too. So we'll have like, um, writing sessions where it's almost like, it'd kind of be like filming a collab video, which is probably like what what you and Noel would do for That's Cringe, where you just kind of like bounce ideas back and forth with each other. Um, but instead of filming it like you would do with a collab, we just like write down all the funniest things. Yeah. Um, and then I get to recite them and, <laughs> and be the funny one. So, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, so like for... I'm trying to think, like for the Stanley Hotel video, I mean, we had some kind of like, we, we had bullet points of like stuff we wanted to do. Like I wanted to do like a, an actual room review that wasn't ghost related. Cause I feel like hotels get a pass if they're haunted, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 So I had like that, I had like little bits and jokes like that throughout. But other than that, I mean, like, I feel like if you try to script stuff, too many bits like that, the video almost comes off as scripted and not like you're right. genuinely trying to experience something. Right, right, So right. I feel like for stuff like that, it's like I have bullet points for what I want to do. Like I want to do the ghost hunting. I want to do a tour, whatever. But like within that, trying to like script too many lines and jokes and stuff just will, will come off as inauthentic or almost like a parody. Like I didn't want to do just a parody of a Shane Dawson video. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, just like loose bullet points, but trying not to like plan too much. Yeah. It feels like there's this kind of cool like sweet spot now in terms of um YouTube content that kind of is commentary but also like people or it's also like you going out and doing something but mm-hmm. not spending millions of dollars. Yeah. Like yeah, I think we sure. went through this like, you know, the whatever the quote unquote Mr. Beastification of YouTube um where you know, people were just like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta throw a lot of money at this and have these crazy concepts where people just blow them away every single time." Right. But I think like people like you and Ryan Trahan are kind of proving this. Like, you don't need somebody doesn't need to be that crazy and that higher concept. Like, going to a haunted, you know, hotel and just showing what it's like honestly is a mm-hmm. great concept that doesn't. It's not like you know, you're not giving somebody three Lamborghinis or something. Something like that, you know, something like totally normal that other people could do. It's just you make it really funny and entertaining, and I think that's great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Ryan Ryan's videos are crazy too. I watch every single one. I think like his um <clears throat> his ability to take like pretty simple ideas and make them like really interesting, and also tra- like taking ideas that seem simple, um, finding ideas that seem simple but also like blow up is like a really um, hard skill like it, okay yeah like a video that's just like mm. i survived in the woods it's like yeah i feel like a lot of people a lot of creators will like have super analytical brains and they're like that can't possibly just be the idea there has to be so like i survived in the wild but blah blah like how do i put my own like ironic twist on to it yeah um i think ryan's shown that like you literally just need like a pretty simple idea and as long as you like do it in an interesting way um people will watch it yeah. yeah, 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 I agree. 
Because there's also the other side where it's people like Iraq, which I also really like his videos, but his concept sometimes is like, oh my God, how did they even pull this off? Yeah, that kind you know, of... You know, some uh, of them that, are like, oh my, so many moving pieces and It stresses me out to think about, for Yeah, sure. same. Yeah. Because I could, I could never, I mean, I don't know, maybe, maybe one day, but like to get to the point where you have that many people involved and everyone's focused on the same mission and goal is like so taunting and intimidating. Even just and, thinking about how many cameras they have on those shoots. Like exactly, they have yeah. like one camera per person and like a 50 person challenge. I'm like, how the fuck did you edit this in yeah. like less than a year? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so impressive. It really yeah. is. But it for me, it's like, it just seems so much more digestible thinking about like, oh, that idea, for example, what Ryan did where he went out and built a shelter. I was like, oh, I could I could have fucking done that, mm-hmm. you know? Like yeah. it's that's inspiring to me. I like watching that stuff because I'm like, whenever I watch something, I'm like, oh, what can I make that's similar to this, or you know, how can I put my own spin on this, and what's an I a derivative of this that I could potentially do? That's what I'm always thinking. So seeing mm-hmm. that was cool, or like your video was like, oh my god, like this is great. People, like, it's a great, this is a great mixture of what I used to do, which is just sit at a desk and give commentary, and also like actually going out and doing something. Yeah. So, like, what are you? Do you have like plans for your main channel to like experiment with other types of content, or is yeah, that I like mean, more what you want to do with your training channel? No, that's that's like what I want to do for the main channel is kind of just do more involved things. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy, but I have a couple. I have a couple really fun ideas that we're trying to make happen right now. It's just yeah, it's just figuring out like how like who's going to help you do it, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. It's funny with TMG Studios, like we have this whole company now we have like 12 full-time employees that's you know, crazy. payroll that's so cool and like incredible like a, a credible team of producers and and uh you know everyone that works there is fantastic but it's like a structured company now and like you know we have the we have a one day production time now that like you know that whole system is super ironed out and nice and so but like for me personally it's like i can't it, i get intimidated thinking about trying to do that just for me yeah. Because I'm like, it's just me. It's just my YouTube videos. Like, how many, you know? Mm-hmm. It just feels weird. I feel like it does feel kind of narcissistic, narcissistic, too, sometimes. To be like, I'm hiring all these people with all these, like, talent, talented people. Yeah. yeah and like, that, I, yes, but I'm yes. still the star of the show, okay? Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, don't yeah get exactly. It, yeah. yeah. You, that's, that's exactly what I was going for. You put it a lot more eloquently <laughs> than I did. But, yeah. It does feel a little bit like all these people are working towards one goal of making me look cool <laughs> like so cool and funny and yeah, like yeah, smart yeah yeah, yeah. just feels like kind of but whereas team g studios now is like it's got its own mission it's like a company it's like a media company right. it's not just us it's like there's other shows and there's other talent now and stuff like that so it just feels more natural but it's tough yeah it's tough just to be one creator and kind of it does feel like i feel like you have to have, have a certain amount of like self-interest in order to which is not a bad thing it's just I don't I got to get over that, you know? Yeah, I feel like it it feels more um it feels more narcissistic than it should or at least than it does for like TV. It's like, you know, John Oliver de- probably I don't think feels like a narcissist because he has a bunch of writers for a show that's just him talking, you know? That's just like we just accept that that's how TV works, you know? I I guess it's cuz YouTubers are seen as more like their authentic selves. Um, so you expect it's like just them and a camera, you know? Yeah, yeah, right. Although I imagine if I was on primetime TV, I would still feel weird about like <laughs> having a room full of writers pitch me jokes. 
and yeah. for me to be like, I'm the one that's on screen, and I don't like that. Yeah. Not funny? Yeah. <laughs> you so. trying to make me look not funny up there? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's really cool that you're, like, you're thinking about, like, expanding your content. I feel like that's, like, super important as a creator um, for, like, longe- longevity of your channel. Honestly, like, I'm kind of surprised that, like, through doing the same thing over and over that I've, like, <laughs> maintained a career by, like, I feel like, you know, a lot of my videos are pretty similar. It's just, like, me talking about a movie or whatever. Um and I kind of feel like eventually people are going to get tired of that. So I just need to like be proactive about it. But no, but I mean, you've even gone through evolution where it's like you started by talking about, I mean, five, you know, five years ago, we were talking about you meeting up with, uh, what's the fucking guy's name? Oh God. Yeah. Troy Becker. Or whatever. <laughs> Troy yeah, Becker. Troy Becker. And like, so you think, and for me too, it was like, I was doing a lot of videos about like Jake Paul and Lele Pons. And then eventually I was like, oh man, these are like kind of mean and they suck. Yeah. So it's like I start I started doing videos where, you know, instead I'm like doing commentary on something else like the button or, you know, like a primetime, I don't know, like a Netflix dating show or something like that. And I feel like you're same way, like you've kind of evolved the same way where you're doing, you know, you're naturally doing videos about other things that interest you and yeah. finding yeah, your sure. own lane, you know. Yeah, definitely. I definitely feel that about like targeting your whole audience uh towards one creator definitely like starts to feel a little mean after you have like three million (laughs) subscribers and they have like ten thousand followers on tiktok or something i I mean i dude i look back on some of those videos i'm like what the fuck who did i think i was like i just did a video that was just called lele pons is bad yeah Like, not I go, even I, her content it's just like just her her she's bad it's bad get rid of her what, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing like, damn that's like mean i feel bad yeah anyways um, yeah i i know i don't ever think that we were at, like that title does sound kind of mean but i don't think that like any of our videos were ever like actually mean i think that like is most people, if the, if a video like that was made about them, would be able to laugh it off and be like, oh, that's funny. Like, yeah, I guess my videos are kind of like, you know, I do use dumb sound effects and fall all the time in my videos or whatever Lele Pons did. Like, you know? Yeah. Her, I don't necessarily think that she did take it in stride. I think that, you know, maybe she didn't like those videos, but I feel like most people were probably like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would get DMs being like, that was a funny video you made about me, dude. Even yeah, Andrew no. Tate DM'd me and was like, funny video you made about me. Really? <laughs> yeah. I Yeah, he DM'd me on Instagram. I never opened it, and now it just says, like, deleted user, because it's still, like, in my, like, oh, yeah, message yeah. request or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It says, like, deleted yeah. user sent you great video or whatever. Now I never get to respond because he's banned off Instagram. <laughs> so did you did you wait to open it until his account was deleted? <laughs> um. Well, I... Th- I read it. I think um, I never like accepted it or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah, you have to accept yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I, it just that says was like a long time ago that you made that video, right? Yeah, I think it was at the beginning of the year or maybe like March. Oh, okay. But he hadn't like, like fully blown up yet. Yeah, I found it because his like the trailer for his like a uh, war room club yeah, yeah. was on yeah. the the cringe subreddit, and so I found it on there. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, and then. It kind of, he kind of became like a bigger thing after that. Yeah. I don't know if I um, 
if I played a part in that, I kind of feel bad about making that video if I somehow brought him to the forefront. You might, you might have been the reason, man. <laughs> I might have sort of made Andrew Tate in a way. <laughs> might have been you. Which is definitely a valuable lesson to not do that again. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. So, Did you ever feel that way about making videos about people too, where you're like, I think I might have given this person too much attention. Dude, I made Lele Pons a star. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Forgot about okay. that. She actually didn't have any followers when you started making a video. Yeah, about exactly. Her. That's yeah, actually what picked, made it so mean. I picked a random person. <laughs> oh, this person is bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I guess so. I don't. I don't know. I mean. I feel like always you talk about someone and you're signal boosting them in a way. Right. Yeah. Sure. I guess it depends. So I did, if I did they, feel like they, every time. Uh, like Every time I they... talk, to... oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I feel like the zoom delay is just enough so that like I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So you go. <laughs> you go. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was gonna say anymore. <laughs> I don't so know. Embarrassing. What am I supposed to say? My dog died. Oh, is... I was like, yeah, it'll be fine. Virtual episode, that'll be fine. Everything's gonna be yeah. fine. It's even worse in person, dude. I interrupt people constantly. You you should be glad I'm not there. I have a real life Zoom delay in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, you ask me a question, I'm just like Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> right as you're about to talk. Yeah. I wait until you're gonna talk and then I respond. Yeah, exactly. Okay, dude. Well, you know what? That being said, um, thank you for coming on. I appreciate Hell yeah, it. Hell yeah, dude. I Thanks hope this wasn't me. boring. I mean, I, I really wanted to talk about running, but then I'm like if you're not interested in running, that 30 minutes is probably going to be pretty dry. So, hey, if you are interested in running, to me, man. you're going to love it. Okay, good. I'm glad. Yeah. Because um, I feel like, no, you know, you do this shit. It's kind of a hobby, but no one really talks about what it feels like to train and to, to do this sort of thing. So, I mean, I know you did, yeah. uh, I think you did a second channel video where you talked about the half marathon, right? Yeah, I did a little bit, um, but I yeah, I've kind of wanted to talk about it more in depth too because I feel like it is like it's probably actually it might not be as interesting as people think, but like I feel like uh, kind of like now that I've done it, I want to tell other people like, hey, this is like fun. If you're you know, it's a fun hobby and you can do it and like you know, yeah, yeah, it's an inspirational thing. I kind of feel like I you know, it's like when people take acid for the first time and they're like trying to describe the experience to you, but it doesn't make any sense because they were on acid, yeah. and so you're like, yeah. I don't. I don't get it. And they're like, man. dude, you just got to do it, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so That's how I what, feel. You just got to do it. You exactly. just have to do acid. Do acid and then run a marathon is what we're saying here. Mm -hmm. Do them yeah. both at the same time. That's what I did, man. I don't even know if I finished, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I took yeah, you, acid you were, at the starting line and woke up at the starting line. So <laughs> you tell me yeah. what happened. All right, dude. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. Good to see you. Good catching up. Yeah. And, uh, Hell yeah, brother. Take care. See you soon. See you soon. Goodbye. Bye.